Welcome back, everybody. It is Friday. Thank goodness it is Friday. Yesterday, I did two videos covering the Sony 24mm f1.4 G Master lens, and I had a really good response to that. And I had a lot of questions in there. People were asking me, how does it compare to, say, the Canon or the Nikon or the Sigma, so on and so forth. And I would be happy to do some A-B testing. I need to get a copy of that lens first to do that, and it will happen at some point. When you do the Sony events, literally, I had eight hours with that lens before I had to return it. And some of that time was spent traveling from location which were not really close and so it was the best I could do so I chose to use that time to get some sample images and some video footage to share with you guys it's a really great lens and I'm really proud of the videos that I did and so I'll link those up down below or at the end of this video if you haven't seen them I highly recommend them uh, it's a really nice lens and I will do some comparisons down the road but interestingly enough another lens that I got asked how it compares to a lot is this one which is the Fujifilm 16 millimeter f 1.4 and this is one of my favorite lenses of all time. It's a hard comparison to make with those two lenses. Yes, they both end up having the same field of view in the final image. And one is full frame, the other is APS-C. They are equivalent uh, across those two platforms. But the mechanics and the reality are one's a 24 millimeter lens and one's a 16 millimeter lens. So they are just two different animals. It's, it's not like you're comparing the same focal length. Um, However, it is the same end result, and it will be interesting to kind of at least show the different looks that you're going to get with each lens, and they do differ in some ways. I think the biggest difference is, you know, we talked about um, if you're shooting far away or, you know, regular uh, distances, you're going to get a really nice sharp image, and if you want that bokeh look, if you want the out-of-focus look, you can use the minimum focus distance and get really close to the lens, and it'll knock out the background. Both of these lenses will do that. What's interesting is the Sony has a minimum focusing distance of a little over nine inches. The Fujifilm has a minimum focus distance of a little under six inches, so it's a lot closer. And I own this lens. I've had it for two years now, and when I first tried the Fuji system, B&H loaned me some stuff, and this was one of the lenses I had borrowed from them, and I immediately bought one. I mean, it was just like, this is it. I mean, this is a great lens. And it's one of my favorite lenses on any system, but particularly if you are an APS-C type photographer, this is the one to check out. And if you were a Fuji photographer, you should own one of these. In fact, this is my go-to lens. If I'm just going to go out and shoot and I don't know what I'm going to do necessarily, I'll grab the XE3 and I'll pop the 16mm and then I'm out the door. It, it's, it's a go-to lens. It's a very versatile lens. There's a lot of things you can do with it. And I think optically it's really interesting. So we'll hold off the comparisons with the Sony for a while. But since we brought it up and I like talking about this lens, that's what I wanted to discuss. It's also interesting to look at... You know, all this mirrorless talk lately, um, you know, we've about to get an announcement from Panasonic soon, but we've also heard from Nikon and Canon now. And Sony and Fujifilm kind of had their thing going for a long time now. And it's interesting to see those systems evolve. And I talked a lot about lenses yesterday and we kind of got into like how optics work and different element types just very briefly in one of those videos. But you know, the lens, there's also, it's not just the, the optics, but you have the autofocus performance and you have the size and the compactness and the weight and all these things that go into your experience with a lens. And what I think is interesting about Fujifilm is the way that they are evolving too. Fujifilm lenses are pretty consistent optically across the whole range with maybe a few exceptions. I really love what Fuji have done with these lenses. There is a look to them and it is beautiful. And the F16 or sorry, the 16mm f1.4 is a perfect example of that. Um, I think it has the look and it's one of the better lenses in that lineup. I mean, that's not to trash them. This is just one of my favorites. I have had some experience with some of the newer Fujifilm lenses, and I think this is where Fujifilm are starting to go a different direction. So, for instance, with the 16mm next year, they've 
mentioned that they are going to do a compact version of this, which is going to be a 16 millimeter f 2.8. Doesn't necessarily replace this one, but it will probably have faster autofocus. Uh, it will probably be lighter, more compact. Uh, they've done this with several of their other lenses, the 23 millimeter, for instance, and the 35 millimeter. But also interestingly, when Fuji sent me the XT100 for review a few weeks ago, they also sent me the 16 to 55 millimeter f 2.8 lens, and it's the red label XF lens. And those lenses are amazing, particularly that one. Uh, the way it renders is incredible. Uh, it was very consistent across the entire focal range. Um, it was really an impressive lens, but also the autofocus has been updated in that lens. This lens uses a DC coreless motor, I believe, and the you have the dual thrust motors, which are basically linear, um, that are in the red label lenses. Sorry, they're not dual thrust, they're dual linear motors. And Again, when you don't have the moving parts and it's just moving along a rail, let's say, and that's how you're achieving your focus, it's faster, it's more accurate. And Fujifilm, as they develop the autofocus systems and as they mature in their cameras, it all gets better over time. And I think Sony are a great example of this, but I think Fujifilm are a great example too, and I don't think they get the credit. A lot of people will criticize Fujifilm for being an APS-C size sensor. I personally don't think there's anything wrong with that at all because the trade-off in the end, yes, there's a different look to full frame in terms of depth of field, uh, what you're able to do. And I don't think that APS-C necessarily holds you back on that. It still looks incredible. But the result with these cameras is like you can get a camera that's this big. The X-E3 is perfect for me on this. Yeah, the viewfinder's a little small, but you can go with an X-T2 or an X-Pro2 or an X-T3 now. I mean, they really have an excellent lineup. The X-H1 is a little bit bigger, but it has better video capabilities, let's say. And the X-T, sorry, let's call them T's, the X-H1, the X-H2, which will presumably be coming in the next year or two here is going to be even better and so it's really interesting to see how these systems evolve it's also really interesting to see how tired i am at this point in the week but anyway i think that's the one lovely thing about APS-C, and that's the one complaint well it is a serious complaint that i have with sony and i have asked sony about this when we go to these press events they seem to be dedicated towards an APS-C camera and they have a couple good ones. I have the A6300, it's excellent. The A6500 is very good, and there's rumors about another one. They still have not released lenses that are designed. Well, there's a few, but the, the choices are so sparse as to what you have to choose from on an APS-C body. They're really, you can tell all their focus is in full frame. And what Fuji have done is they have lenses that are designed for that format. And yeah, I suppose you could put a 16 to 35 GM lens on an APS-C camera and you still have a pretty workable range, but that's a massive lens. I want something that's designed for the smaller sensor. And that's where Fuji have just hit a home run with these things. Um, there's a couple lenses, you know, mainly with the primes and then I think the red label zooms that are just incredible. Optically, they're all pretty intense. Um, the ones I didn't like are the ones that are more pancakey in nature. And I think the 18 millimeter I wasn't real crazy about. But, you know, the, the 50 millimeters, great. Uh, any of the portrait lenses are actually wonderful. You know, the 23 millimeters, wonderful. The 10 to 24 zoom. Anyway, the list goes on. This is not to discuss my favorite Fuji lenses, but I did want to talk about this one and show you a couple images and just say this is awesome. And if you have a Fuji system and if you don't have this lens, you are missing out. Love to hear your thoughts. Please leave them below. We have some comparison stuff that will be coming up in the coming weeks. You guys have a great weekend. I'll see you guys in the next video. Until then, later.